Good morning and welcome to worship. Just a few uh, updates to our prayers before we begin our time of worship. Uh, first of all, for those who may have not been able to make it to Pastor Cobes's funeral yesterday, there is a recording uh, that we can make available, and I understand that uh, some audio issues were fixed for the recording, so if you had trouble listening yesterday, there is an opportunity to see the service. Coming up on Friday of this week, uh, there'll be a service for John Bingham, uh, who passed away recently, member of our church family, and so his service will be here at Trinity on Friday. More information will be shared soon. And finally, uh, we're praying for John and Joan Rupenthal this morning. Uh, Joan's daughter, Heidi Bimrose, passed away earlier this week, and so we're praying for John, Joan, and, and all of their family. Uh, our prayers are with you. I now invite you to prepare yourself uh, for worship, um, to center yourself, and, uh, and set an intention to, uh, to set this time aside for God. Welcome to worship. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who creates us, redeems us, and calls us by name. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you and your beloved children. We have turned our faces away from your glory when it did not appear as we expected. We have rejected your word when it made us confront ourselves. We have failed to show hospitality to those you called us to welcome. Accept our repentance for the things we have done and the things we have left undone. For the sake of Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us and lead us, that we may bathe in the glory of your Son born among us and reflect your love for all creation. Amen. Rejoice in this good news. In Christ Jesus, your sins are forgiven. You are descendants of the Most High, adopted into the household of Christ, and inheritors of eternal life. Live as freed and forgiven children of God. Amen.
grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also, and also with you. Let us pray. Most holy God, the earth is filled with your glory. And before you, angels and saints, stand in awe. Enlarge our vision to see your power at work in the world. And by your grace, make us heralds of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. first reading for today is from Isaiah chapter 6. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lofty, and the hem of his robe filled the temple. Seraphs were in attendance above him, each had six wings, with two they covered their faces, and with two they covered their feet, and with two they flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, Holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. The pivots on the thresholds shook at the voices of those who called, and the house filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live, am live among a people of unclean lips. Yet my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphs flew to me, holding a live coal that had been taken from the altar with a pair of tongs. The seraph touched my mouth with it and said, Now that this has touched your lips, your guilt has departed and your sin is blotted out. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom should I send? And who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. And he said, Go and say to his people, to this people, keep listening, but do not comprehend. Keep looking, but do not understand. Make the mind of this people dull and stop their ears and shut their eyes so they may not look with their eyes and listen with their ears and comprehend with their minds and turn and be healed. Then I said, How long, Lord? And he said, until cities lie waste without inhabitant and houses without people and the land is utterly desolate until the Lord sends everyone far away and vast is the emptiness in the midst of the land. Even if a tenth part remain in it, it will be burned again like a terebinth or an oak whose stump remains standing when it is felled. The holy seed is its stump. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. The psalm today is, is Psalm 138, and we'll please read responsibly. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods, I will sing your praise. I will bow down toward your holy temple, holy temple. and praise your, praise name. your name. Because of your praise steadfast your love and faithfulness, for you have glorified your name and your word above all things. 
When I called, you answered me. You increased my strength within me. All the rulers of the earth will praise you, O Lord, when they have heard the words of your mouth. They will sing of the ways of the Lord, that great is the glory of the Lord. The Lord is high, yet cares for the lowly, perceiving the haughty from afar. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you keep me safe. You stretch forth your hand against the fury of my enemies. Your right hand shall save me. You will make good your purpose for me. O Lord, your steadfast love endures forever. Do not abandon the works of your hands. The second reading for today is from 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Now I would remind you, brothers and sisters, of the good news that I proclaimed to you, in which you in turn received, in which also you stand, through which also you are being saved, if you hold firmly to the message that I proclaim to you, unless you have come to believe in vain. For I handed on to you, as of first importance, what I had in turn had received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and he was raised on the third day in, in accordance of the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the Twelve, then he appeared to more than 500 brothers and sisters at one time, most of whom are still alive, although some have died. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he also appeared to me. For I am the least of the apostles, unfit to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the Church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me has not been in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me, whether then it was I or they, so we proclaim, and so you have come to believe. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the fifth chapter. Glory, Glory to you, O Lord. Once while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God. He saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. 
When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let your nets down for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long but have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Will you come and follow Jesus, my dear siblings? What are you willing to let go of to follow him? And how will you respond when the holiness of God confronts you? Our text from Luke chapter 5 could be read primarily as a miracle story, and it certainly is that. Jesus is standing on the shore of Lake Gennesaret, which is another name for the Sea of Galilee that some of the locals used. The crowd is so overwhelming that Jesus needs to get some space in order to teach. So he hops into a boat with Simon and some other fishermen and turns the boat into his pulpit. He teaches from the boat to the crowd that has gathered on the shore. After he finish, finishes giving his morning lessons, Jesus instructs Simon's to go, Simon to go out a little further into the water and resume their fishing. Okay, Jesus, Peter seems to say, we've been fishing all night long and we've caught nothing, but if you say so, we might as well try it. After all, just a chapter earlier, Simon's uh, mother-in-law had been healed, so he knows Jesus has power. So the fishermen do. And when they pull in their nets, they are so full with so many fish that their two boats begin to sink, and their nets start to tear apart. They fill both boats with fish. After fishing all night, catching nothing, they fill both boats with their catch. This story is a miracle of God's abundance. When we come up empty, when we feel that we have nothing, God's abundance has the power to surprise us. But I think this text is more of a call story than a miracle story. Taking a step back, it's a call story with a miracle in it, more than it is a miracle story with a call tagged on at the end. This is the story of Jesus calling his first disciples in his ministry, according to Luke's Gospel. So I think we should read it through that lens. This is a story about calling, about discipleship, 
And if that's the case, it means it has something to say to us here and now. The Gospel of Mark and Matthew both include a similar story to this, the one about the calling of Simon Peter, James, and John. Those versions also happen on the shore of the Sea of Galilee. They also describe them as fishermen. And both Matthew and Mark include Jesus' line about calling them to be fishers of people. And in all three versions, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, uh, they end up leaving everything and following Jesus. Luke includes all of these details that are similar to Mark and Matthew, but only in Luke is the calling of the first disciples combined with this story of the miraculous catch of fish. Another reason to think of this as a call story is that it seems to follow the pattern of call stories throughout the the Bible, both the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Bible scholar Norman Hobble took a look at all these different call stories, you know, the call of Moses, the call of Samuel, etc., and identified six features in a typical call story in the Bible. The six features are a divine confrontation, an introductory word, a commission from God, an objection from the one who's being called, reassurance in response to the objection, and a sign. We can see all six of these elements at work in today's gospel reading. There is a divine confrontation. There is a sign as well in the encounter with Jesus in the miraculous catch of fish. There is an introductory word, Jesus giving them instruction, teaching from the boat. There is also an objection. Simon Peter objects to the call by saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. In response to the objection, there is a reassurance. Jesus responds to Simon Peter by saying, Do not be afraid. And finally, there is a commission. Jesus commissions Simon Peter, James, and John for a purpose. From now on, you will fish for people. So you can see that this story follows the typical pattern of a call story. It's a call story with a miracle in it not the other way around. Now, you may be wondering, what does any of this have to do with me? It's nice to know that this is a call story, but what does that have to do with my life? Jesus, you might think Jesus calls special people like Peter, James, and John, or that God calls extraordinary people like Moses and Miriam or Elijah and Esther. But God calls all of us my dear siblings. We may not encounter God in a burning bush or in a miraculous catch of fish, but the call of discipleship is universal in a way. It is for all of us. It is for you. To be a baptized Christian is to be a disciple, a follower of Jesus. Now that calling will be played out differently for each of us. There's not one way to be a disciple. We have different and unique gifts after all. But each one of us in every realm of our life can respond to the calling to glorify God and to love and serve our neighbors. God's call isn't for special or extraordinary people. It's for everyone. And I think if we look closer at the kind of people that God calls in scriptures, we'll find that they are surprising in their ordinariness and in their imperfections.
the universal call to discipleship is part of the reason we started having these vocation in everyday life forums at Trinity. We've only had one so far. We had to postpone another, but we're hoping to keep that going. But the idea is that every member of Trinity has a calling, a vocation. And what a gift it is to hear from one of our siblings how they are living out their faith, their calling to be a disciple. There are also parallels in today's text, our gospel text, and our first reading. We see that Isaiah is in the temple at Jerusalem. He is confronted with God's holiness in a vision, and Isaiah cries out, Woe is me, I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips. This is very similar when you think about it to what Simon Peter says when he is confronted with the power of God in Jesus Christ. Go away from me, Lord, he says, for I am a sinful man. Woe is me, says Isaiah. Go away from me, Lord, says Simon Peter. It's a reminder that our callings begin with an encounter with God's overwhelming holiness, God's otherness. Very often in the Bible, when someone encounters God, they become suddenly aware of their smallness, of their faults, their weakness, their sin. There is an awe and a wonder in God's presence that causes Isaiah to cry out and Peter to want to hide. This is harder for us to talk about than we might realize. When we have those moments, I can think of a few in my life, it's hard to describe them to other people. We might not think we have experiences like this, but I think even if you can't think of an example, you hunger for transcendence, for a mysterious otherness that we might run into, that might let us know of God's presence. It seems there's a temptation at times in the church to want to try and make our worship service more like a late-night talk show, you know, having great music and then a nice, entertaining monologue. But I think this misses, misses the mark for why it is that we gather each Sunday. When we gather for worship, we are trying to create and protect a space for this encounter with holiness. Some of what we do in worship may seem strange at first. The rituals might seem foreign. But much of our liturgy is trying to protect and create space for an encounter with God. An encounter with a God who is other, a God who is above and beyond and apart. God is with us, but that encounter brings out wonder and awe with us. For Peter, perhaps what is most surprising is that the holy God was somehow present in front of him in the flesh in Jesus. The eternal and holy God was confronting him in the humanity of Jesus. And that's what happens for us in worship, too. We encounter the overwhelming holiness of God in some of the most ordinary places and things and people. We encounter God in bread and wine, water and words, in faces, in flesh and blood. We may not realize this all the time, but when we do encounter that holiness in the ordinary, we might want to cry out with Peter and Isaiah, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinner. Will you come and follow Jesus, my dear siblings, because you are called? 
And what are you doing, willing to let go of to follow him? Perhaps we start by letting go of our excuses. And how will you respond when you encounter, when you are confronted with God's holiness? When we read these call stories, it's a good time to get all of our excuses out of the way. In a good call story, the person objects to God's call. They don't feel worthy. They don't feel equipped. So if you even feel an inkling towards a deeper path of discipleship today, if you feel yourself being directed into deeper waters, it's time to let go of excuses. If you think you're too young, God already dealt with that with Samuel and Jeremiah. If you think you're too old, God already dealt with that with Abraham and Sarah. If you think you don't have what it takes, that God, uh, God already dealt with that with Moses and so many others who felt inadequate. Moses said he was too slow of tongue to respond to God's call, and God reassured him. And if you think that there's something about who you are or something that you've done that would prevent you from being a disciple of Jesus, just think of Simon Peter and hear this good news. God calls sinners like Simon Peter, like you and like me. God calls sinners to do holy work. You've been called. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. You've been called. Jesus is calling you today. Amen.
the Spirit of the Lord is poured out upon us in abundance. So we are bold to pray for the church, the world, and all that God has made. Equip your church to proclaim the good news that we have first received, the forgiveness and grace shown to us through Jesus Christ. We pray especially this day for peace and security among the communities of historically black colleges and universities who faced bomb threats this past week. As we begin Black History Month, call on your church to learn and act for racial justice. God of grace, hear Hear our our prayer. prayer. Holy are you, O God of hosts. Heaven and earth are filled with your glory. Reveal your splendor in fiery sunsets and in deep blue twilights. Teach us to recognize you in the beauty of our natural world. God of grace, hear our prayer. prayer. Soften the hearts of rulers and governments so that they perceive and tend to the needs of their people. Remove corruption and the impulse towards violence. Protect first responders and military personnel who risk their lives in service to others. We pray especially for diplomats and the UN Security Council. Show us the way to peace. God of grace, hear Hear our our prayer. prayer. Your steadfast love endures forever. Do not abandon those who look to you for hope and healing. Bless doctors, nurses, social workers, therapists, and all caregivers. Draw near to those who are scared, sick, or in pain, especially Denia, Rich, Vicki, Lynn, Harley, Kristen, Bob, and all those we name now aloud or in our hearts. God of grace, hear our prayer. prayer. The disciples received help from partners as they brought in an abundant catch of fish. So strengthen this congregation's partnerships with community organizations and ministries, especially Lutheran Social Services, Porchlight, and Area Food Shelves. Multiply multiply our share effects and bring joy to our relationships. God of grace, hear hear our our prayer. prayer. We give thanks for our ancestors in faith who boldly answered your call. By their example, give us courage to live in faith and to proclaim your mercy until the day that you gather us into your glory. We pray especially for the family of Heidi Bimrose. We also give thanks for our servant, William Gary Kolbs, as we said goodbye to him yesterday. Please keep Miriam and their families in your care. Summon them with your comfort and care. God of grace, hear hear our prayer. Since we have such great hope in your promises, O God, we lift these and all our prayers to you in confidence and faith through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Amen.
The peace of the Lord be with you always. Also with you. Please take a moment to share a sign of peace. Uh, you can do that in the comments section. You can do that throughout the day with a phone call or a text or an email. Find some way to share a sign of peace with your church family today. Peace. <laughs> And then a reminder that uh, uh, there are ways we can continue to support the mission and ministry of Trinity in this time. There's a way to give online on our website, tlcmsn.org. Just click on online giving. Or offerings can be sent through the mail uh, to 1904 Winnebago Street. We are so grateful for your generosity and your faithfulness and your passion for Trinity's mission. We'll now hear our musical offering.
Let us pray. Blessed are you, O God, sovereign of the universe. You offer us new beginnings and guide us on our journey. Lead us to your table, nourish us with this heavenly food, and prepare us to carry your love to a hungry world. In the name of Christ, our light. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also, and also with, you. with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift, we lift them, them to, the Lord. to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is, it right, is right to, to give, give our thanks, thanks and praise. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God through our Savior, Jesus Christ. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy One, the beginning and the end, the giver of life. Blessed are you for the birth of creation. Blessed are you in the darkness and in the light. Blessed are you for your promise to your people. Blessed are you in the prophets' hopes and dreams. Blessed are you for Mary's openness to your will. Blessed are you for your son Jesus, the Word made flesh. We remember on the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. It's my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Let us proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ, Christ has died. Christ, Christ is, is risen. Christ, Christ will come again. again. With this bread and cup, we remember your word dwelling among us, full of grace and truth. We remember our new birth in his death and resurrection. We look with hope for his coming. Come, Lord Jesus. Holy God, we long for your spirit. Come among us. Bless this meal. May your word take flesh in us. Awaken your people. Fill us with your light. Bring the gift of peace on earth. Come, Holy Spirit. All praise and glory are yours, Holy One of Israel, word of God incarnate, power of the Most High, one God, now and forever. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Let us pray together as Jesus taught his friends to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done 
on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. You are now invited to communion in your homes if you have gathered elements for communion this morning. If you are with other people, please share those elements with the words, the body of Christ given for you, and the blood of Christ shed for you. If you are not with other people, then take these elements and receive them, uh, and hear my voice as a voice from outside yourself, offering you this gift in the name of Jesus. The body of Christ given for you, and the blood of Christ shed for you. And if you do not have the elements on hand, or if you are electing to fast, receive this blessing. Jesus loves you, forgives your sins. You are God's beloved child. Amen. Come to the table. There is a place for you and enough for all. And now, may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in God's grace. Amen. Amen. We give you thanks, gracious God, for we have feasted on the abundance of your house. Send us to bring good news and to proclaim your favor to all, strengthened with the richness of your grace in your Son, Jesus Christ.
God who leads you in pathways of righteousness, who rejoices over you and who calls you by name, bless your going out and your coming in today and forever. Amen. Amen. Go with Christ into a weary world. Share the good news. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God.